I didn't see you there. Welcome to Trail Tales, <laughs> episode 17 of Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady. God, I'm just so good at these introductions. And I hiked the Appalachian Trail in 2018. I've done a bunch of other hikes as well. And this is the podcast where I chat with other through hikers, peak baggers, trail runners, you name it, about their experiences on the trail. Today's guest is a guy named Alex Fote. And he hiked not only the PCT, that is the Pacific Crest Trail this summer, but he also hiked the Florida Trail, which is a shit ton of miles. We chat all about his experiences on those two trails. We talk about how he brought a skateboard on the Florida Trail and ended up skating over 300 miles of it, which is just insane. And we even try to define what exactly the term hiker trash means, which is kind of ridiculous, but we did it. I had a blast with this one, and Alex, when you hear this, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. We're going to get into it in just a second. Actually, I lied. It's probably going to be multiple seconds, but first, I need to read a five-star iTunes review that I got last week because that's a thing I like to do. I always like to read my five-star reviews out loud at the beginning of the next episode, so this one is from More Baby, which is just great. It says, I've been listening to this podcast to help me prepare for my thru-hike of the AT this summer. I love it. It's very go with the flow, has amazing guests, and very entertaining. I've learned so much about the AT and so many other trails. I look forward to it coming out every Tuesday, and I was sad that there was a delay this week. Well, I'm sorry about the delay. That was my fault. Had a little bit of an editing mix-up, but that shit happens sometimes. I'm doing the best I can. Hopefully it won't happen again, but thank you. Thank you so much for your kind words. If anybody else wants to be blessed with hearing me read their review out loud at the beginning of the next episode, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps the show, helps me get some feedback, helps me see that people enjoy this and support this, and it's just really cool. It makes me feel great, which is very important, so please leave a review. I would really, really appreciate that. The next thing I want to say is that if you want to contact me, For whatever crazy reason, you can do that. Maybe you've got some suggestions for guests or trails you'd like me to cover. Maybe you just want to say hi. Or maybe you could tell me where you listen to the podcast. Because as you've probably noticed at the end of the last couple episodes, I always try to list where previous guests have told me that they listen to podcasts or trail tales specifically. And I'm trying to add to that list. So maybe send me an email or an Instagram DM with the location or the time that you listen to the show, that would be really cool. You can email me, trailtalespod at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram, same handle, at trailtalespod. Twitter as well, at trailtalespod, at trailtalespod, at trailtalespod, trailtalespod at gmail.com. Okay, let's keep going. The last thing I want to say is that if you enjoy Trail Tales, you enjoy this podcast, and you want to help ensure that I can continue making these episodes, I would really, really appreciate if you consider supporting the show on Patreon. How this works is you can go to the Trail Tales Patreon, that's patreon.com slash trailtales, and pledge a small amount of money per month. I'm talking like 5 to 10 bucks. And in return, you will receive three things. That's right, three things. You'll get a monthly bonus episode where I will be covering your questions and other random backpacking topics I find interesting. You'll also get a monthly blooper reel. Believe it or not, I actually screw up quite a bit during these introductions, 
and during the episodes I literally just screwed up my last take and dropped it into the bloopers file. I don't know, I just feel like somebody's gonna hear this stuff. And the last thing that you'll receive if you sign up for the Trail Tales Patreon is the satisfaction that you are doing everything you can to support this show that you are interested in. I always feel like a sellout when I say that, but for real, there are some costs associated with this show. It's not terribly expensive by any means, but I have to pay for hosting, I have to pay for equipment, and honestly, the biggest cost is really my time. I mean, it does take a number of hours per week to plan, record, and edit these episodes, so your support really does go a long way. If you don't have a few bucks to spare, no worries, I get it. Have no fear, the show is always going to be free, and I understand that the vast majority of listeners are not going to support, and that is a-okay, but if you are interested, I really, really urge you to consider it. Trail Tales, no, that's not that's not what it is at all. It's patreon.com slash trail tales. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. Please go check it out. All right, my pitch is over, and we're going to get into the episode. Episode number 17 with my new friend Alex Vogt. Pacific Crest Trail, and Florida Trail Class of 2018. We're doing it. Episode number 17. I'm here with Alex Fote. I had to make sure I didn't get that one wrong because it's kind of it's kind of tricky if you're like not very smart like me. No, Alex Foe, his trail name is Fogey, which is another reason why it kind of messed me up. (laughs) He (laughs) did a ton of really cool hikes this past summer. He hiked the PCT and the Florida Trail, and we're going to talk all about that stuff. I'm really looking forward to it. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. What's up, everybody? Glad to be on the show. Everybody is doing well, hopefully. I don't know. I can't hear them respond to that, unfortunately, but yeah. Wow. All right. Cringy jokes already rolling. That's great. (laughs) But no, episode 17. So Alex actually reached out to me on Instagram telling me that he liked the show. And when I found out that he was kind of at the end of his Florida Trail through hike and he had done some other cool stuff, I was like, you know what? We need to do an episode. So here we are. So to start off, Alex, I kind of want to start the way I start every single episode which is with that line right there pretty much. But now, how did you learn about long-distance backpacking? The first time I was around thru-hiking was on the 100-mile wilderness in 2015. My friend uh, Jake and hiking partner, we went out there, and just seeing all the thru-hikers finishing in August kind of uh, showed me what was up and what I was doing wrong. <laughs> what were you doing wrong? I'm kind of curious. Um, you know, this is the classic stuff. Uh, Gore-Tex boots, 80-liter pack. And, um, you know, Hennessy hammock. And just, oh, dude, you know. don't hate on the Hennessy hammocks. Actually, I guess it depends on which one because some of those are pretty heavy. But I did the yeah. AT with a Hyperlite, which I freaking loved. But I did have an older model. Oh, geez. What was it? The uh, whatever, the, like the pretty standard one is the Expedition. Maybe I want to say I don't remember, yeah. but that one was a little bit heavier. So I guess I see where you're coming from there. But I upgraded to my uh, upgra- upgraded to Dutch now. So which uh, what model? Um, I got a netless one and, uh, and, uh, you know, like the suspension and, and the tarp and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at upgrading mine. I don't know about my hammock quite yet. Like the actual hammock body. Cause it's like still pretty like lightweight and good, but my tarp, I definitely need to get a new one of those. I'm going to get one of those like 
is it Cuban or it's Cuban? <laughs> I don't even because it's spelled. I don't like, think anyone knows. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just gonna say Cuban. Someone can correct me on that if they want, but yeah, I need to get one of those things because the tarp that I used was way, way too heavy on the AT. But back to the questions. So first of all, I don't think we talked about this. What was your first through hike that you did? Um, I guess I wouldn't count the 100 mile wilderness as a through hike. Um, but in 2017, uh, I did the long trail southbound with uh, Jake. Oh, nice, dude people that listen to this know that i definitely like the long trail <laughs> yeah i yeah, it was yeah awesome green mountains hell yeah dude vermont for the win so what so, so was was that 100 mile wilderness trip kind of what spurred your decision to do the long trail and how did your long trail hike kind of play into your through hikes you know of the pct and the florida trail this year like the decision to go on those through hikes i guess is what i'm trying to say there um i guess when it was 2017 and we went out for the long trail, I kind of really understood about what kind of gear I needed. And it was a little bit of a test to myself. Like if I could do the long trail, then I knew I could, I could get on the PCT in 2018. So it was a little bit of a, you know, a test for myself. So you kind of went out on the long trail with that like idea of doing a longer through hike in the future, like kind of in the back of your head. Yeah. 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 And like, in 2016, I had torn my ACL, and I knew if I made it out unscathed in the long trail, then that knee would probably hold up Oh yeah, on the PCT, and it did, so that was good. No, that's crazy. That's like kind of similar to my circumstance when I did the long trail, actually, because I was like kind of already planning on doing the AT before I through-hiked the long trail in 2016, but it was still like kind of a test, like you said, like not so much a physical one but more of a mental one. I was like, okay, if I can do this like pretty difficult trail and be out here for, you know, 270 miles, then I feel like I can probably do the whole AT. So that's kind of how it worked out. I mean, I feel like that's a bad trail to do your first through hike on just because it's really hard, but it's also good because it's shorter. Right. And I feel like, like I just said, if you can do a through hike of the long trail, you can probably do, I guess I can't speak for the PCT, but the AT, I feel like you can probably do the AT because I mean, the long trail's a grinder for sure. I mean, that's a lot of people compare that to the whites, at least the northern part of the long trail to the whites. And yeah, it's some pretty tough stuff for sure. So why did you kind of lean towards the PCT over the AT if you were kind of already familiar with the long trail and like the East Coast, the 100 mile wilderness, like that kind of uh, terrain? Uh, well, I guess uh, the PCT was kind of uh, my homie Jake's idea. He'd been talking about it forever. And then um, I guess you just call me like a section hiker for the AT. Um, I've done about a third of it already. Oh, um, nice. Just on, you know, long weekends and taking a, a week or two off of work every once in a while. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad way to do it, honestly. I like thought for a hot second, like years ago when I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the AT, I was like, hmm, do I want to just do it all the way through or do I kind of want to just like break it up? and like kind of drag the experience out a little bit, I guess, and and maybe like spend some more time enjoying it. But at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I can just go do like other trails like after I do the AT. So I was like, you know, I might as well just fucking do that. So Florida Trail and the PCT, we're going to kind of talk about each of these separately to start off. And then we're going to kind of talk about some of the similarities and differences between the two uh, further on in the conversation. So... Let's start with the PCT, because I know you did that one first. 
I just kind of want to talk about some of the general information about your PCT hike to start off. So can you just kind of talk about your experience a little bit? Like how long did it take you and just some of that general information? Oh, yeah, sure. So I started the PCT March 28th and I finished, I took such a long time, uh, October 15th. So pretty late in the season, but I took a lot of time with zeros and visiting kind of the West Coast, being from New York or living in New York. I'm not from here. I wanted to like see LA, San Francisco, and I ended up going to Lake Tahoe three different times. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, my, you know, my family came and visited me for a week Yeah, yeah. in the middle of the trip in Oregon. So, uh, it was just kind of like, I'm not, taking the opportunity, not working to just pretty much maximize this whole year hiking. Yeah. Well, that definitely sounds like that's what you did. <laughs> yeah. Um, see some friends or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Did you, okay, so this is just off the top of my head here, but was this the year or have there been multiple years where the fires were really bad on the PCT? This year, there were a lot of fires. Um, It didn't impact my hike too much. Uh, It was definitely very smoky. And the people that were finishing early, they got rerouted. I think the terminus was closed for a little bit and then it reopened. And when I got to the the very last part where there was some trail closures, the fires were long out. So we just hiked through the closures and it okay. was, it was safe. Okay, cool. Not, not sure if I advise people to hike through closed trail, but it, you made it. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Everyone, everyone was doing it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah all the cool kids were doing it. So peer pressure might as well go along now. Um, so what would you say your just overall best experience on the PCT was? I know that's a very broad question. So if you need to think about it for a second, that's cool. But yeah, what would you say your best experience was? Uh, my best experience, um, I would just say the Sierra in general. Uh, it's the, definitely the prettiest place I've ever been. And I think the people that we were hiking with, everyone was just so stoked to be there. Yeah. And um, I think it was just like probably two weeks of like every day just being so happy and thankful that I was on this trip. And um, yeah, it, it definitely made the hike worth it. Just that one section alone was uh, was uh, life-affirming for sure. For sure, man. Now, what um, gear did you pick up before you went into the Sierra? Because I talked a little bit about about this with uh, Russell Korfman, who was on, oh geez, I want to say episode 14 maybe. And, you know, I kind of have an understanding. I know you got to grab like the bear canister, obviously, maybe like a bigger pack, I guess. Did you, in micro spikes, that's probably the other one, um, uh, ice axe. So that's what I was going to ask about. Did you carry an ice axe through there? Because I've seen like the Instagram pictures of people, like some people carry it, some people don't. And I'm kind of trying to decide what I need to do when I eventually make it through there. I don't know. What was your experience like with that? Um, I did not take a ice axe. There was a lot of talk about what to do, what the right choice would be. And, um, I actually got, I kind of got put off by it in, um, Kennedy Meadows. There was so much, um, fear mongering going on and people just completely freaking out and just being paranoid about the snow. Is that through hikers specifically or like people in town too? Cause I've heard of this before, I think from uh, other people. Um, actually at Kennedy Meadows, there was, uh, a guy who was, uh, giving lessons on how to use ice axes. And he was like talking about how you'd just be a fool not to bring one. And I was like, well, 
Was he selling I'm them pretty too? Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this guy's <laughs> working with the uh, the gear store next door, just trying to sell these things. And um, I just bought some some micro spikes, and I was good. And uh, I, I have no regrets about bringing an ice axe, but also I wasn't in the Sierra that early, so you may you probably would need one if uh, if it was oh, really okay. snowy. So I think you should just go to Kennedy Meadows, find out what the snow is looking like, find out what the people ahead of you are going through and make your decision then. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that's probably, that's probably the best idea. See, I'm like slowly trying to gather information for when I eventually do this PCT hike, no set date or time of year, anything like that yet, but I definitely want to do it. I want to do the whole triple crown. So it's always good to kind of hear about some of this stuff. Um, so best experience, Sierra, what would you say, again, very general question, but what would you say your worst experience on the PCT is? What should I look out for? <laughs> um, you know, I didn't really have any single worst experience, but I will say by the time I got to Washington, my body was starting to kind of give up on me. And uh, I pulled my groin. I had the shin splints and uh, my phone broke at one point. And so I was just kind of having the blues when I got up there. And, you know, just the usual rain and, and really yeah. cold weather. Right, just, at the end uh, of the year there. Kind of, yeah, just kind of make you feel bummed. Okay, cool, for sure. Um, You say that you were, like, kind of breaking down, your body was kind of breaking down at the end there, but then you, like, turned around and did the Florida Trail right after? <laughs> how, did, <laughs> how does that work out? Well, actually, um, between the Florida Trail and the PCT, I went out onto the onto the Appalachian Trail for 150 oh, miles. Oh, dude. <laughs> So uh, that was pretty funny, too. When I got to um, Amicola Falls, or however you say it, I posted some pictures on Instagram, and all my friends were like, what are you doing, man? You're crazy. <laughs> probably, you probably don't want to do the Appalachian Trail right now. It's like November. Yeah, I was going to say, like it's pretty late in the season, too. I guess you're down in the southern part, I'm assuming, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't see anyone else going north uh, from, from the Terminus, but it was pretty cool. I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of Soboers finishing which was nice. Oh yeah, that must have been cool. I've never like actually seen somebody finish a through hike besides when I did. I wonder what it would be like kind of seeing it from the outside. I don't know. I'm going to have to make <laughs> it back up to Baxter to tag some 4,000 footers at some point. So maybe next summer. We'll see. We'll see. But no, so how much time did you have between, you know, the day that you finished the PCT and, you know, the day that you started the Florida Trail? Um... I guess I finished October 15th and started the Florida Trail November 27th. So however long that is. Yeah, a I little guess. bit more than a month. Yeah, October. Yeah. And then, you know, I went after the AT, I went um, to Tallahassee, Florida for Thanksgiving. And it just kind of made sense logistically to go to Pensacola to start my Florida Trail Sobo. Okay, cool. And then... Did you, so did you go Sobo, I guess it's like not even Sobo, it's like, it's like Easto and then Sobo, because <laughs> it kind of <laughs> yeah, curls exactly. around the panhandle, but uh, my question was, did you go Sobo the entire time, or did you like kind of switch it up a little bit, because I was kind of looking through your Instagram pictures, and I wasn't really sure like how that worked out. So I started Sobo and made it to pretty much the halfway point at the Suwannee River, and um, I actually had a lot of really bad weather in the beginning of my hike and the Swanee River was super, super flooded. 
Um, I don't know if you know too much about that river, but it I has these not. huge, these huge riverbanks, and the the river can go like thirty feet up. Like, oh, it wow. has a huge range of of water that can affect the trail. So the Florida Trail at that section was pretty much underwater. Like the orange blazes were almost underwater. If you can imagine, those things are usually at like at like head high. Is that one of the sections that's not supposed to be underwater? It's not supposed to be underwater, but you know, it was like kind of like the flood season. Gotcha. So and in November, I'm assuming is that is that like not a normal time to hike the Florida Trail? Because again, I don't really know. All I know about the Florida Trail, honestly, is the information I got from Baker's episode, which was a little while ago now. So I probably don't remember all of it. I would say traditionally, most Florida Trail people um, start after New Year's is probably oh, okay. the, the most obvious date. Um, on my end, starting in this, in um, November, I didn't see a single Sobo person hiking. I knew there was one girl ahead of me. She was like 200 miles ahead of me, but that was the only person I knew that was even on the trail. Oh wow! Um, at that point. All right. Why don't we kind of continue the Florida Trail talk a little bit? So, I, okay. So we already talked about the the river kind of being underwater, and that just kind of popped something into my head that I remember talking to Baker about Baker Bocorny in his episode. I can't remember what ep- it might've been number eight or something like that. Uh, for those of you who might not have heard that episode, but um, this underwater trail thing, honestly, like I know it's like not even like a large section of the trail, but it just has me so fascinated, honestly, because it's just such a foreign <laughs> concept. So I got to ask you about it. So what was that like, first of all, and Baker kind of downplayed it in his episode, and I was a little surprised. I was like, dude, there's probably, like, snakes and, like, fucking crocodiles and whatever. Like, I would not be about, like, walking underwater while I'm hiking. So how was that experience for you? Um, You know, I grew up in Florida, so I kind of expected it to be pretty wet, but it was definitely way wetter than I would have ever expected. Um which isn't too big of a problem until the water is like kind of up above your belly button. And then you have to start considering like, what am I going to do with my backpack? Yeah. (laughs) And then also if it's like really high water like that, if it's like 45 degrees, which it was a lot, (laughs) that water is like ice cold. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, So it's like not, it's not just that it's like really wet. It's also really cold sometimes. So how about like the <laughs> like the wildlife like snakes and crocodiles or alligators or like any of that stuff like did you ever like come close to anything like sketchy like that I guess Um my only really close call was um on probably my my second day I was hiking with um a buddy of mine who's not really an experienced backpacker at all Okay and um I look down at his feet, and he's almost standing on a water moccasin. Oh, dude. Like, probably the biggest one I've ever seen, too. And so I just I grabbed him by the backpack, and I just pulled him away. And uh, luckily, it didn't, it didn't attack him. But uh, we saw a lot of water moccasins and big cypress. So I, w- I would be very careful in that section. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's just... No. I see, I... <laughs> I don't know if I could do the Florida Trail just for that reason. Like, I I hate snakes. 
like with a passion. I've talked about this before, but I'm not used to hiking around snakes and like walking in water with water moccasins. Like, oh, no thanks, dude. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the Florida Trail is great. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not just <laughs> trying to like shit on the Florida Trail, but oh, dude, that just maybe I'll just yellow blaze those sections or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you'll be you'll be uh, on the road anyway a lot, so I don't know. It's like when you get into nature, you might as well enjoy it because the Florida Trail's got a lot of road walking. You have to kind of savor the the nature parts. <laughs> road walking for most hikers, but not necessarily for you. So why don't we talk about that a little bit? So some of you might recall from Baker Bacorny's episode, he mentioned something about a guy who was like skateboarding the Florida Trail, which is like totally crazy. You know, I didn't really think too much about it because he just kind of mentioned it real quick. But um, when Alex reached out to me, he was kind of like, yeah, like I'm the dude that was skating on the Florida Trail. And I was like, okay, I got to look into this. And sure enough, there's pictures of it online and everything. It looks sick. So why don't you talk a little bit about like first of all i'm assuming you must be a pretty like experienced skateboarder to even consider bringing a board on the trail right uh yeah i'm definitely i've been riding my skateboard for like 20 years so i definitely say i'm experienced and um i felt like it would be a good idea they said like a quarter of the florida trail was going to be on roads so i just thought well, I'll just bring my skateboard and I'll skate all those sections and <laughs> we'll try to get some tricks in there um, at the same time. Hell yeah. And um, I, I actually added it up this evening. I skated, what I recorded, I skated 386 miles. <laughs> so I think I probably did probably more than that. Let's just say 400 miles I skated. That's so badass. Out of 1,100. Now, were all those roadwalks uh, skatable? Like, were they all, like all paved? Like, how did you kind of deal with that? To tell you the truth, some of the roadwalks were were so ideal. They weren't even really roadwalks. They were more like rail trails or bike paths. Oh, okay. Sometimes you're you're on like a a smooth asphalt walkway for for like ten miles, and you're just still, you're still in the woods, and there's no cars, and you're just you can cruise. Oh, dude, that's perfect. Then yeah, I I kind of felt like a dick sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Knowing that people were like walking on this, and I was like, uh, <laughs> "Oh no, this is pretty dude. fun." <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody like given you shit for not having like technically technically walked the whole trail? Like, has anyone like called you out for that and be like, "Oh, you're skateboard blazing. You're not actually through hiking or anything like that." Uh, definitely not. But if they do, they can get to my ass. Yeah, no, that'd be I had funny. a great time. <laughs> that'd be ridiculous. But I don't know. I just know that some people get really hung up on that stuff. So that'd be kind of funny if like some douchebag on the internet just like calls you out for that. And you're like, dude, fuck off. Like, let me do what I want. They probably can't kickflip. So yeah, fuck that's em. their problem. <laughs> Were you like doing like tricks and stuff like pretty consistently too? I mean, I can't imagine like you had like that much extra energy or I guess it depends on how long you were skating and not hiking. I, I, I don't know. I definitely tried to get as many tricks in as I could. Um, you know, just being out there for a long time like that, you, you walk by so many great skate spots and I brought a little tripod and uh, recorded as many tricks as I could with the hopes of actually trying to, trying to make a, like a, maybe like a skateboard yeah. hiking hybrid video. Um, so, <laughs> so stay badass. tuned for that. I'll try to I'll try to share that if it gets made. Yeah, when you finish it, definitely uh, share it with me, and I'll try to get it out there for people because I think that's so cool. I really want to see that. Oh, dude! Like I have like so many questions about like 
bringing a skateboard on a through hike that like i don't even like know like how to get them out um i guess what like what board did you bring i'm assuming it wasn't like a full-size skateboard right did you bring like one of those smaller ones i don't know anything about skateboarding so i don't know the right terminology for that but um well i guess for starters i tried to make like a ultralight skateboard well you made your own skateboard well like i guess you know you buy each piece a la, a, la, a la carte you know okay, um, okay so i tried to buy like the lightest version of every part to kind of assemble and um when i started out with that i kind of realized it just wasn't that fun to skateboard on and i i just put on um a, like a bigger size board that i was, was easier to do tricks on so it, it kind of transitioned from being like a ultra light cruiser board to more just a regular trick board how big was it like how like how much room in your like how did you okay that's that's what i should ask how did you like attach it to your pack and like carry it around when you were hiking um well i guess i should just say that my skateboard was uh 5.3 pounds <laughs> and, <laughs> which is all those ultralighters more... are cringing right now that's like someone's yeah. base weight listening to this probably i was gonna say i think i met a couple people with base weights that were around that that's baker's base weight probably baker probably has a base weight less than that <laughs> yeah which is it was cool i just put it on the top of my pack with my um z light over top of it to kind of keep it in place yeah yeah and it worked out good. Um, the only problem was uh, walking through like some of the cypress forests. The uh, skateboard would like get wedged between trees, and that was kind of ridiculous sometimes. Or if you were like going underneath a blowdown or something like that, yeah, it would just it would just kind of get in the way, which is pretty obnoxious. You must have gotten some weird looks while you were like actually like, hiking in the woods. Like people are like, "The hell is this dude doing with a freaking skateboard attached to his backpack?" Yeah, for sure. Because most people don't even know what the Florida Trail is in Florida. So then they see a person with a skateboard and they're just super confused. I bet <laughs> everyone I passed, if they didn't ask me specifically what I was bringing a skateboard was, they probably went home scratching their head. Like, what did I What did I just see up there? <laughs> well, hopefully they'll hear this and it'll make a little bit more sense, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. I'm sure they all listen to Trail Tales. Oh, yeah. And if they don't, they should... <laughs> no so i guess the last thing i kind of want to ask about the skateboard is like did it like get in your way at all like did it cause you any sort of problems you know while you weren't actually using it um one major problem was uh, every once in a while skating you just eat a lot of shit so <laughs> oh yeah true <laughs> oh i had to end my through because i was trying to do an ollie and i broke my leg yeah that that crossed my mind a couple of times that's the like... only skateboard trick i could think of by the way that's why i said <laughs> classic um yeah, there was a couple of bad falls I had where, you know, I skinned my knees or like I bruised my hand pretty <laughs> bad once, um, sprained my wrist and, you know, just stuff like that. Just like you sprained your wrist skateboarding on your through hike. Yeah. Just like trying <laughs> to get a stupid trick, you know, That's and so uh, blowing it or just like going down the street and um, hitting a rock and just wiping yeah. it out. <laughs> How was it like? Because, again, I don't know anything about skateboarding. Like, I'm assuming you weren't, like, doing tricks, like, with your, like, pack on and everything, right? No, no. I wasn't doing tricks with my pack on. But um, I still... Okay, I guess another thing I should mention is um, I use my trekking poles to kind of, like, help myself coast along. Um, <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous, actually. I can picture this in my head. That's so funny. Yeah, kind of like um, cross-country... Uh, what is it now? Nordic Nordic skiing or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah. What do they call that? I uh, yeah, I, don't, I think so. So it's kind of like pushing myself down the trails 
and a couple times I uh, I planted my trekking pole in front of my skateboard oh. and just you know came to a dead stop. Just ate a lot of shit. <laughs> oh, that's so good. How was it like actually riding the skateboard like with? I know, I know you weren't doing tricks obviously with the pack on, but like did that like extra weight like make things a little weird for you like what you were used to i guess at one point i skated 100 miles in three days um (laughs) i skated completely around the apalachicola section which uh was pretty devastated from hurricane michael oh wow and i had plans to go into tallahassee also so oh sorry there's a (laughs) cop going by or something here brooklyn yeah um so I skated 100 miles in like three days. And when I got to Tallahassee, my, I had blown my back out. And uh, that kind of like frustrated me. Just like, oh man, am I going to have a bad back the rest of this hike or what? But uh, it went away eventually, which was good. But it, it was another reason why I started using those hiking poles to kind of like propel myself and not have to bend over so much skating. <laughs> so if i'm getting this straight okay so did you have any other injuries on your floor trail hike not related to your skateboard uh no it's all skateboard <laughs> related for sure so you you threw hiked the floor trail and the only like injuries or ailments you got were from the skateboard that you brought dude that is so funny that's just like normal life for me though so <laughs> i love that i already know that's going to be the title of this episode or something um all right i mean that's how i that's how i tore my acl originally too (laughs) oh yeah okay that that would make a lot of sense yeah damn that's so crazy okay actually last question about the skateboard now there's probably a very small amount of people that would like be able to do this or want to do this but if somebody else that's into skateboarding wants to through hike the florida trail would you recommend they bring a skateboard or would you recommend they try not to get hurt and don't bring a skateboard? I would recommend that you shouldn't do it unless you're really like a real skate rat. Um, it's just too ridiculous. <laughs> and I don't really want to see anyone else do it unless they're going to do better tricks than me. That's <laughs> yeah. really all I want to see. I'd be really stoked to see someone bring like a scooter or rollerblades yeah, or like scooter? something else. <laughs> That's so badass. Oh, I love it. All right, so... Moving on from the skateboard thing a little bit, I just kind of want to talk about the Florida Trail a little bit more. Again, very general questions, but, you know, besides the skateboard thing, what was, like, your favorite, like, part about the Florida Trail experience? Um, My favorite part about the experience um, was probably getting to meet some of the trail angels that are involved on it, uh, specifically uh, Sean and Kelly aka flat top and frosty uh they live in crestview and um they kind of like stalk the hikers out there and uh they, they communicated me con- they communicated with me constantly on the trail and i got to stay at their house a couple nights oh nice and uh they also picked me up while i was on trail and brought me to billy goat day which is kind of like the florida like trail days version um which was pretty cool so i got to see them like three times in total and they're just awesome people so big shout out to them for being amazing and such a big part of my hike yeah so does the florida trail have like i guess it sounds like they do have like a community of uh trail angels then so 
I didn't really know that, honestly, because I know the Florida Trail isn't, like, super, super well-known or super well-traveled, you know, depending yeah. on the section you're on. Um, did you run into or are you aware of, like, any other, like, major trail angels that kind of, you know, help out the hikers on the Florida Trail? Uh, yeah, there's, um, there's kind of, like, the usuals, I guess you could say. There's, like, Chucker Bob in Orlando. Um, I think Alini does the western route outside of Orlando. And then uh, Chris Bell does water caches down south. And let's see who else. There's like a guy named Waterboy who hooks it up with water in some of the dry sections. Waterboy hooks it up with water. Yeah, obviously. Um, so I think like you're kind of like bound to meet a few of those people if you're on the Florida Trail because they try super hard to find you and hook you up. Um, so yeah, the Trail Angels on the Florida Trail, they really care a lot. And uh, they're, they're big shout out to them. Cool. Yeah. So I didn't really know there was like that many like well-known trail angels on the, on the Florida trail, honestly. So that's, that's kind of cool to hear. Okay. So that's your best experience. The amazing trail angels on the Florida trail. What would you say your worst experience was besides eating shit on your skateboard? <laughs> uh, one of the worst experiences I had, I was walking through um, the Wasilla river which was also super flooded, you know, water up to my nipples, basically. So, so what I decided to do, I was like, okay, I'm going to take my backpack off and just wade out into this water and see how deep it is. And so it's like 50 degrees outside. The water's really cold. Yeah. And I basically just like started pretty much swimming in this cold water. And then the next thing I know, there's like gunshots going off, which seemed like... Whoa feels like bullets are just like going over my head or something like that so that was that was a terrible experience and then i'll I'll tell you i'll tell you another one guns are just a big part of florida culture um and uh another area i was on on the wasilla i the water was just too deep for me i didn't want to walk through that water anymore so i i went to a forest road and as i'm walking out to the road i see these hunters and as i walk up to the hunters one of them says to me, uh, you're lucky to be alive. I just had my gun aimed at you. What? You gotta be wearing, you gotta be, uh, wearing more blaze orange. Like I had my finger on the trigger. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Wait, yeah. I mean, aren't you not supposed to, yeah, they were probably like, cause I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be like, I, I guess I don't really know this, but I would assume you're not supposed to be like hunting right on the side of the road. Right. Um, in Florida, I think, kind of like anything goes with your guns and a lot of the um areas that you walk through on the florida trail they're basically like gun parks so people are out there just trying to shoot hogs and stuff like that or interesting uh, white-tailed deer if they have like a season for that open but there's just a lot a lot of guns on that trail you hear gunshots pretty much every day while you're out there interesting yeah i i heard quite a bit of gunshots on the at it, but it was like not consistent throughout the whole trail. I know in the southern part, so like while I was going through like Georgia, North Carolina, uh, with the exception of the Smokies because it's a national park, obviously, um, well into Virginia, I heard gunshots, you know, almost every day or at least maybe like every two days or something like that. But as I got like further north, I like heard them less and less, which I mean, I live in Vermont. I've spent all my life in New England, like 
people up here love their guns just as much as everywhere else, so I don't really know why that was, but that was just kind of an interesting trend that I noticed, I guess. None of them were, like, close to me, thank God, and I never certainly had somebody say they were about to, like, freaking shoot me. That's insane. Yeah, on the Florida Trail, um, you'll be, she'll be shooting the trail with dudes with, uh, shotguns and and pistols and stuff like that you'll just be like passing them some guy in camo full camo like right out of duck dynasty yeah exactly uh (laughs) just walk right by you with this big old shotgun and they're usually really nice uh for the most part yeah i i saw a couple people that were carrying on the at not not through hikers like day hikers and stuff most of them were in town honestly now that i think about it but i saw one guy on the trail who was carrying a pistol who he again he was a super nice dude. He didn't he didn't even know what the AT was. Yeah. So why don't we kind of compare and contrast the PCT and the Florida Trail a little bit since you did those trails, you know, almost back to back. So first of all, I mean, it's never a great thing to kinda of like pit trails against each other and like pick favorites. It's like picking a favorite kid, I would imagine, because I don't have any kids, but if you had to choose between the two trails and your two experiences, which one would you say that you like better? Oh, it really is impossible to choose, but I'm just going to go and say the Florida Trail. Um, I guess it's such a different experience than kind of like, not that the PCT is cliche, but it's just such a different experience. Off the beaten path, yeah, not like the like the through hike, like the PCT or the AT would be, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot more room for self-discovery and um, just hiking alone so much more was pretty cool. And uh, I think it was just much more thrilling in general. Like, I definitely felt scared a lot more on the Florida Trail, which is cool. I mean, I think people want to go do these long distance hikes and feel something. Um, And uh, the Florida Trail gives it to you. It gives you like a total immersion into, into Florida. And then also I'll say the Florida Trail just feels so different than the PCT because it feels more like you're just a vagabond or something like that. Like <laughs> no one really knows what you're doing. And then um, it's not like the AT where you have like shelters. Like you do a lot of like stealth camping and you do a lot of like not urban camping, but uh, you know, you, you'll, you'll sleep in pavilions or like city parks and stuff like that oh really so it's just a a way different experience than like the pct which doesn't really have any shelters at all (laughs) yeah yeah really so that's actually something that popped into my head i was just browsing instagram the other day and i saw a picture of a shelter on the florida trail and i was like hmm i didn't know the florida trail had shelters and i looked it up and i think the website said there was like seven shelters so my question there is are there like are they like actual like backcountry shelters that that this website I think it was the Florida Trail Conference or whatever the the organization that uh conserves and and maintains the Florida Trail is are the, are these shelters like actual like backcountry like AT style shelters or are they more just like the pavilions uh like you just said um the ones that are like in the the backcountry I guess you could say they're probably more like AT shelters than any other ones that you'd see um they're probably just being used by like boy scouts and stuff like that for oh, the most okay. part um a lot of people are hiking out there um it's not i guess it's just a lot of day hikers you know yeah not as many backpackers yeah and yeah certainly not as many through hikers at least that time of year it sounds like um 
Let's go back to the PCT versus Florida Trail thing there that I kind of got sidetracked from. <laughs> yeah. So obviously the Florida Trail and the PCT are two very, very different trails. I mean, obviously California is very far from Florida. Obviously the terrain and the climate is very different. So one of the things that I was curious about when I kind of first learned how you did these two hikes was if there were any similarities at all between the two trails, you know, besides just the fact that you're like hiking, <laughs> were there like, can you think of any like similarities at all between the two trails? Like maybe logistically or terrain wise, culture wise, like, I don't know anything at all. Uh, I mean, to tell you the truth, I don't think you could find uh, two more different trails. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I was so curious about it. Honestly, I wanted to see if I could get something out of you. No, they're just about completely different in, in every way i mean the florida trail doesn't have any mountains um your feet are wet all the time the pct is just so dry yeah yeah and um what else no yeah i mean there's no people on the florida trail like you're pretty lonely out there on the florida trail where like the southern half of the pct it's basically just a big party like you could you could pretty much find um people to drink with every night in southern california wow yeah i feel like the at is probably similar to that um i don't know like about i i i guess let's talk about that a little bit so like this like kind of party culture that does exist on the at and the pct i can say from my experience that it was a little bit uh not as present just because i started so late on the at i didn't start till may 14th and by then the bubble quotations the bubble was like well ahead of me and by the time I kind of caught up to that bubble so to speak I feel like I was already far enough ahead that some of the like the hardcore partiers were probably off the trail or I had passed or blown by in town or something like that um I had a question I was gonna ask which I totally blank on now that I've on that tangent (laughs) what was I gonna say (laughs) okay actually I remember what it was um so were these people that you say were like partying and stuff on the trail, were they primarily doing it like actually on the trail or was it like more in town? Uh, definitely more in town. Like certain places you just kind of get bunched up. Like uh, I remember we stayed like three nights in Lake Isabella and uh, just waiting, waiting to hear what the snow would be like in the Sierra. And so all these hikers just coming into town and staying at the same RV park, it was just like night after night of uh, debauchery with with hikers in RV park. <laughs> Some real <laughs> hiker great, trash though. shit, huh? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I saw a guy snort sriracha while I was at the <laughs> RV park. <laughs> no, that is blew my mind. Oh, dude, you're you're getting ahead of you're getting ahead of me because all right, let's let's talk about the hiker trash thing then. So, I'm sure people who are familiar with through hiking have heard this term, hiker trash. And I feel like it kind of needs like to be talked about a little bit. And I, Alex is the perfect person to talk about it with because I'm going to read the message that he first sent me or part of it anyways <laughs> on Instagram oh when he kind of hit me up about trail tales. So he said, yo, my man, I've been loving the pod. I've been crushing episodes on trail and I love your format. I really like your don't give a fuck style. And I would suggest you turn that shit up. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Would love to hear more hiker trashy stories and moments from guests and hear about more sketchy questionable moments from on trail people. So 
you mentioned the hiker trash thing there and i was like okay this is perfect like we got to talk about like what exactly this hiker trash thing means now that doesn't really make sense because i feel like you can't really actually place a definition on it but alex i kind of want you to try so if you had to <laughs> describe to somebody who's not familiar with through hiking culture at all what hiker trash is what would you tell them uh, I guess I've been thinking about that, and I guess what hiker trash is to me is uh, just using what you got and saying yes to the trail. So whatever it throws at you, you just kind of go with, like whether it be like an off-trail rave or just... <laughs> Wait, is that, has that happened to you? <laughs> yeah, and it happened to a lot of people in the PCT, <laughs> actually. There's multiple raves uh, that, that uh, hikers multiple were getting, raves. Oh, that's getting crazy. invited to. So that was pretty fun. And... Um, I don't know, I guess like one of the, my my uh, favorite things to think about when I think about hiker being hiker trash is uh, I was on the Florida Trail around Orlando and they have these uh, sunscreen dispensers just for public health or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I took a photo of that and put it on my Instagram and uh, this hiker beehive messaged me and he's like, yo, put that in a Ziploc bag, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's so trashy that for sure. That is so hiker trash. Oh, I love it. Yeah, hopefully some trash out there is like bagging some free sunscreen out of a solar-powered dispenser <laughs> on their trip. Yeah, I think you defined it pretty well there. I, I think you'll be hard-pressed to find anybody who disagrees with that definition. Let me just kind of add on to that a little bit. I feel like, because you kind of said using what you got, I feel like another like integral part of it is also like owning it too. Like not being ashamed to take that free sunscreen and put it in that Ziploc bag and be like, you know what, this is just what my life has come to. I remember one time I was I was about to go into Manchester Center, Vermont, and I didn't have we didn't have a place to stay that night, or so we thought at the time. And all the hotels were expensive, booked or whatever. So I was like, I live in Vermont, not that area of Vermont, but I was like, okay. There's a tiny, tiny chance that maybe somebody in this town like follows me on Instagram or something, which there wasn't just a heads up, but I tried, I posted on my Instagram story and I was just like, Hey, like, can somebody like give me a place to stay tonight? And I was like, that is just like, so like hiker trashy. And then I was also <laughs> eating that same time while I was filming that I was also eating Doritos with my spork because they were like so crushed up that I just. I just had to like otherwise I just couldn't eat them like I don't know <laughs> I love the hiker trash shit so <laughs> so what would you say are some of like the most like hiker trash moments that you've experienced either like yourself or you've witnessed other people experience like while you were on trail um I ran across this one dude he uh his trail name was kamikaze and he was hiking from Key West all the way back to New York, where he was from. And he just had a Jansport backpack <laughs> and no maps, no cell phone. And he was just going for it, just like true trash. I don't know. <laughs> he was carrying, he was carrying uh, two pillows under his arms while he hiked. Wait, what? Yeah, he had like, you know, a bed set pillow under his arms like was that like for a specific or did he just want to be comfortable he's like he i don't want to carry a good backpack but i still want to be comfortable when i sleep so i'm gonna carry a pill 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, he was probably the most like uncomfortable person I've ever met on a trail, honestly. Just was he like an actual like hiker, or was he more like a like kind of drifter on the trail kind of deal? He was just a, a dude who had enough of his life back where he was from and was really? just like, I'm going to walk from Key West to New York and I got no idea what I'm doing and no plan, but I'm going to do it. And my name's Kamikaze because I'll die trying this. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well, but I he hope, was awesome. I hope he's still alive. He's probably still walking, honestly. I hope he hurries up. It's getting cold up here. Yeah. I mean, people are probably, people will probably run into him soon if they're starting the, the AT around whatever they start yeah i feel March like he, or something he's there's no way he's like still hiking right now it's like way too fucking cold up here we just had another blizzard last night up here in vermont so i don't know well he's either he's either hiking or he's dead yeah so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> hence the name kamikaze yeah oh dude i love it i love it do you have any other like hiker trashy stories you want to share before we kind of get into the last story time section um hmm I guess another uh, dude I met on the Florida Trail, he also wasn't hiking with a map. And uh, we were talking about locations and where we were. And this guy was literally 200 miles away from where he thought he was on trail. <laughs> and I was, my mind was blown. Wait, so he was, he, he was still on trail? Yeah, he was on trail. And but, he, just, uh, he just had no idea. That's hilarious. Yeah. How did, that was how, pretty funny. How does that even happen? Like, he must have had to gone into town at some point and realized that he... I don't even know. That's crazy. He's got I think hooks. I figured it out. Um, there's there's actually two places called Econ Fina on the Florida Trail. And I think he got a hitchhike to the wrong one or something like that. Oh. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I mean, that really sucks for him, but that's pretty funny. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I love it, dude. <laughs> so many good stories today. With that said... We're kind of getting towards the end here. Now, people know that story time, trail tales time is my favorite part of the whole show. Now, Alex, I hope you didn't like already tell your stories that you were planning on telling, did you? Because we've we've gone through a lot today. <laughs> uh, I still think I got I, th- I still got one left. I think. Okay, cool. Well, why don't we uh, Why don't we go for it? What you got? Um. So last February, I was doing a little section hike on the Appalachian Trail. And I got to Sage's Ravine, which I believe is Connecticut, right? Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't. I was doing. I was doing. Um, I'll Google it. Connecticut, Connecticut, Massachusetts at the same time. In February. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, that's ballsy. It was a bad idea. <laughs> Hence the story. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um. So I was in Sage's Ravine in February, and um, I knew the trail was pretty bad. Like I was hiking on ice like the majority of the time. And when I got to that particular part with uh, the ravine and kind of like a waterfall over there, yeah, there was just a shelf of ice that was the trail. And um, it just dropped off right into like a pit of water. So I didn't have any micro spikes or any of that ice axe stuff. Um, just had my trail runners. And I was like, man, I'm not going to turn around. Like I just got to go for it and try to, try to walk on this slippery ice shelf around oh, this uh, this pit of water. So I went for it, and as I'm slowly walking across this slope of ice, I just slipped and started sliding right towards this, like, 20-foot drop into a waterfall. Oh, dude. 
and I Wait, literally is this the is this the part of the trail that's like right on the Massachusetts Connecticut border? Yeah, exactly. Like right where the sign is, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, yeah. dude, that that was kind of sketchy going through there, like in the middle of the summer. So yeah, okay. <laughs> I can totally see how this happened. Sorry, sorry. Continue. Um. So I was walking past this waterfall on this like slippery sheet of ice, and I slipped. And somehow I grabbed like the teeniest little frozen twig that would just happen to be frozen in ice with my like tips of my fingers. And that was like all I had to hold on to before I slipped off into this, into this like icy waterfall. Jesus. And somehow I was able to get myself <laughs> back up and uh, keep going. And um, after that, I ran into some hikers who were going the opposite direction as me. And they were like, what do we do? Like, I think we're stuck because we just like slipped down this bare mountain. And uh, now we're just like stuck between this waterfall and this impossible to climb icy oh, mountain. <laughs> and uh, it was ridiculous. I mean, it took me like, took me like an hour to climb up the bare mountain there in Connecticut. Damn. Just because of all the ice. Yeah. It was, an, it was a mess. I really dropped the ball there. Yeah, you've got to be super careful on that stuff. Honestly, I really don't do very much winter hiking, like, kind of for that. I mean, not totally for that reason. I also just don't like the cold. But, <laughs> yeah, micro spikes are pretty much a necessity when you're hiking in New England this time of year, unfortunately. Because, yeah. yeah, that shit can be pretty pretty dangerous. You know, when I, when I thought about hiking in February... I imagined that there'd be like nice fluffy snow or whatever, but yeah. um, I really wasn't prepared for just um, slick, like unhikable ice yeah. for miles at a time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really just depends on what time, you, like when you go and when the last storm was and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I've i never like slipped on ice near like water like that. That would be super sketchy. But there was a time, this was before I was even like, a hiker i wouldn't have considered myself a hiker back then i would have considered myself a stupid ass like middle schooler um this is honestly one of my first hikes ever but it wasn't we weren't doing this hike because like we wanted to go hiking we were doing it because we wanted to sled down so there's this backcountry ski trail on top of mount mansfield here in vermont where you hike up to the forehead of mount mansfield which is one of the peaks on the mountain and then you can like ski or in our case sled down so, like, we went up there, like, above treeline with, like, no spikes. I think I might have had, like, some really shitty snowshoes, but it was, like, a pretty steep, like, exposed, like, like just, I don't even know how to describe it, but almost slipped. The wind was crazy, too. Like, it was blowing us around and stuff. I had this big-ass sled strapped to my backpack, too. It was, like, a freaking sail, and uh, that was pretty sketchy as well. So, that just kind of popped into my head about ice and slipping and that's no fun at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah where, where are your micro spikes kids yes definitely definitely do that or just don't hike this time of year <laughs> actually no that's lame go hike but yeah, where hit, that, hit the trail <laughs> for sure here i am a hiking podcast telling people not to hike that's just great i'm probably gonna get some shit for that okay any other last stories you want to share before we kind of wrap this up alex um uh, another thing that people I think will really enjoy on the Florida Trail is you get an opportunity to hitchhike on a boat at the St. Mark's River, which is uh, pretty unforgettable. So you hitchhike on a boat? Is that like like a common thing for Florida Trail hikers, or did you just get lucky? <laughs> no, like the the trail literally ends at 
St. Mark's and you can see the blaze like way across the river and you're not going to swim that. So oh, you, you have to you have to sit there and put your thumb out for like a fisherman to come by and uh, pick you up and take you across because that's the the only way you're going to get across. Oh, dude, that's gnarly. So like how did it like go down with you? Um, I just I got there early and waited kind of like by a boat ramp and waited for someone to put their boat in. And um, yeah, they were nice enough to take me across. They thought I was pretty crazy. <laughs> that's pretty badass. All right, dude. <laughs> On that note, I think we're going to kind of wrap it up here, Alex. So first of all, where can people go and check out some of those pretty dope skateboard pictures and all your other hiking pictures and stuff? You can check me out on Instagram at AlexFOGTFOAT. So that's how you find me there. It's just my name. Cool. Any other social media you want to plug? Mm, Yeah, sure. I would say hit up freefreakshike.com. That's uh, me and my buddy Jake's uh, joint website. We do uh, trip reports and gear reviews and stuff like that. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds awesome. So final question. Don't tell me that you did these two through hikes and then you're just never going to hike again, Alex. What does the future hold for you as far as hiking and through hiking goes? Um, Still just going to keep chipping away at the Appalachian Trail and sections. That's really... Uh, my main focus right now and then it's going to be a while till I ever do a long distance hike like that but I definitely have my eye on the Arizona trail and I really want to fit in the lowest to highest route at some point in the near future. What is that? I've never heard of that before. That's uh, Death Valley to Mount Whitney. Oh cool. So it's the lowest point in America to the top of Mount Whitney. Awesome. That sounds pretty badass. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that one up too. Cool, man. Well, we're going to wrap it up here for everybody listening. I'm going to try to remember all the, th- the things that people do when they're listening to podcasts. So enjoy the rest of your drive or your time at work or your hike. That's a big one. Or your laundry folding or your treadmill running. Are there any other places that you listen to podcasts, Alex? <laughs> mostly hiking but i hope somebody's at the skate park right now listening to this or you're skating there's a new one beautiful i love it <laughs> all right dude thank you everybody for listening and alex thank you so so much for your time man that was really cool i'm excited to put this one out cheers